Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of McCune-Albright syndrome, found under the orthopedic section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A six-year-old girl presents to the pediatrician with her mother due to the presence of vaginal bleeding. The mother said she began menarche at 14 years of age and the patient's older sister at 15. The mother is in a healthy relationship with her husband and reports that the patient has been complaining of bone pain and stiffness in her legs. On physical exam, the patient is happy, playful, and conversational. There is tenderness to palpation in her bilateral lower extremities, as well as a hyperpigmented spot with ragged edges. There is mild blood in the vaginal introitus with no evidence of vaginal trauma. Let's continue with an introduction to McCune-Albright syndrome. Clinically, it is defined as a rare genetic disorder characterized by polyostotic fibrous dysplasia, cafe au lait spots, and an endocrinopathy, classically with precocious puberty, but it may also include hyperthyroidism, infantile Cushing syndrome, gigantism, and acromegaly. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that precocious puberty is more common in females. And demographically, this tends to affect patients in their early childhood. In terms of the pathogenesis, there is an activating mutation in GNAS1 which leads to overproduction of downstream proteins. In terms of the genetics, the inheritance pattern is typically autosomal recessive. The mutation is a postzygotic somatic activating mutation in GNAS1 on chromosome 20. Remember that GNAS1 codes for a GS-alpha, which is involved in the G-protein signaling. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include precocious puberty, which may present with vaginal bleeding or breast development without pubic hair growth, and this typically occurs at an earlier age than normal. There may also be bone pain and joint stiffness. On exam, one may note cafe au lait spots, in particular in patients with no family history, as well as pathologic fractures and visible bone deformities may be found. In terms of further imaging, radiography is indicated as part of the workup of bone involvement. Specific findings may include patchy areas of lytic bone lesions and sclerosis. These are more common in the metaphyseal and diaphyseal regions. There may also be trabeculated lesions with a ground glass appearance that may be found. In terms of further studies, lab testing may include molecular testing for a GNAS1 analysis. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about neurofibromatosis type 1. These patients will have neurologic involvement and a family history of cafe au lait spots. With regards to treatment, there are no specific treatments for McCune-Albright syndrome, so treatment is aimed at the complications of this genetic disorder. And lastly, complications related to McCune-Albright syndrome include that there is an increased risk for fracture. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to McCune-Albright syndrome, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how this topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. An 18-month-old girl is brought to the pediatrician by her mother for vaginal bleeding. The mother states that she noticed the bleeding today, which appeared as brown discharge with clots in the patient's diaper. The mother denies frequent nosebleeds or easy bruising. She also denies any known trauma. She does mention that the patient has been limping and complaining of left leg pain since a fall two months ago. 
On physical exam, there are multiple 2-3 cm hyperpigmented patches on the patient's trunk. There is bilateral enlargement of the breasts, but no pubic hair. The vaginal orifice is normal and clear with an intact hymen. A plain radiograph of the left lower leg demonstrates patchy areas of lytic bone and sclerosis within the femoral metaphysis. Which of the following is associated with the patient's most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Bitemporal hemianopsia Choice 2. Hearing loss Choice 3. Hypertension Choice 4. Pheochromocytoma Or Choice 5. Polyostotic fibrous dysplasia The best answer to this question is Choice 5. Polyostotic fibrous dysplasia the patient is presenting with precocious puberty, as evidenced by the vaginal bleeding and breast enlargement, as well as cafe au lait spots and lytic sclerotic bone lesions, which are suspicious for McCune-Albright syndrome. McCune-Albright syndrome is characterized by polyostotic fibrous dysplasia. McCune-Albright syndrome is a genetic disorder that is characterized by the three Ps. This is polyostotic fibrous dysplasia, precocious puberty, and pigmentation. Polyostotic fibrous dysplasia is caused by pathologic fibrous tissue replacing bone, which can present as bone pain, fractures, and deformities. On imaging, polyostotic fibrous dysplasia appears as lytic and sclerotic lesions, often in the metaphyseal and diaphyseal regions of bones, and may have a ground glass appearance. Precocious puberty in females often presents as vaginal bleeding and or breast development without pubic hair growth. Pigmentation stands for cafe au lait spots that appear as truncal, light brown macules and patches. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Bitemporal hemianopsia may be associated with a prolactinoma. While prolactinomas can cause bilateral gynecomastia, they would cause amenorrhea and virilization in females, not precocious puberty. Additionally, it would not explain the patient's radiographic findings. Choice 2. Hearing loss can be associated with Paget's disease. It can present with bone pain and deformity with osteolytic, osteoblastic, and sclerotic bone changes on radiography. However, Paget's disease most often occurs in patients over the age of 55 and would not explain the patient's skin findings or her precocious puberty. Choice 3. Hypertension may be associated with congenital adrenal hyperplasia that causes precocious puberty. Patients would have diffuse skin pigmentation due to elevated levels of adrenocorticotrophic hormone. CAH would also not explain the patient's bone findings. Choice 4. Pheochromocytoma is associated with neurofibromatosis type 1, which can also present with cafe au lait macules. Patients may also have axillary or inguinal freckling, cutaneous neurofibromas, Lisch nodules, and optogliomas. NF1 would not explain the patient's precocious puberty. Finally, a bullet summary. McCune-Albright syndrome presents with the three Ps, precocious puberty, pigmentation, and polyostotic fibrous dysplasia. That's all for this review about McCune-Albright syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, 
you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.